You are such a nerd. You're actually doing the finger point thing right now. Hey, it's hand point. Oh, the sorry. hands I'm... go up in the air. God, you're a nerd. All right, it is Jobbing Out. Welcome in. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. Episode number 44 of Jobbing Out. Are we going to do like an event for the 50th? How have we not gotten to 50 yet? I mean, we didn't start till like right... Right before WrestleMania? Yeah, like Why did I think we started this before. like... Because, uh, because I've been bugging you for Yeah, that's for, like, true. That's probably what it was. That's started. probably a good point. That's exactly what but, it was. But yeah, we started like two or three weeks before Mania. So we're approaching 50. we got to think about what we do for 50. 50 or, or the year, you know, 53. Or oh, whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll figure out something. All right. Well, we got a lot to do, as always, here on Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster, the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, where he covers the WWE. I am from Glenn Clark Radio, where I bitch about the WWE, and that's the way that this works. Yep. Um, normally we have a, a, well, not normally, but sometimes we have our third voice who, you, like, the way that I try to explain it to somebody, you're the down the middle, you're the reporter. Yes. I'm the IWC, he's the complete hack. Yes. Um, and that's our buddy AJ Francis from the Seattle Seahawks, but of course, Seahawks still playing football. Somehow. Somehow. Miraculously. miraculously. It was so funny, I, I texted him. Basically, the moment that uh, the field goal was missed, I said, A, what was the sideline like? And I meant, like, you know, was it celebratory? What, what, what was the <laughs> Or was it like? He, he just said, fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold, man. I mean, it was cold as hell. You know, it's funny, though. Like, I hope that people don't listen from Seattle. Because, like, I'll talk about how he'll text us, like, on Saturday. Or, like, don't you have a game to get ready for? And like I feel like if people listen from Seattle, they'd oh, well, be like, I, "I've definitely seen him uh, advertise it to Seahawks slash wrestling fans." Out I, there. I know, and I worry that like they hear us talking about how he's texting with us on Saturday, like, "Dude, you should be getting ready for the game, bro. You shouldn't be worried about wrestling on a Saturday." You know what I mean? Well, that's everywhere. So fair enough. That's yeah. Fair. And, and those fans are whatever. Uh, you made a big announcement this week on our Twitter account. Yes, yes. Uh, partnering up with Fantasizer again. Fantasizer and is... it's still not what I thought it was the first time you introduced me to Fantasizer. I thought it was virtual reality porn. Yes. And it's, that, not, that's, it's not that. That, that is getting big, apparently, from what I understand. <laughs> right. It's getting really, really right. big. I don't quite understand that. But, uh, yeah, we're partnering back up with them. It is different this time. It's completely different. For a number of reasons. The first reason is that instead of the join your league, draft players, you can trade, pick up free agents, all that stuff, we are doing it more of a DraftKings fan duel style where every week uh, you pick a lineup. It's salary-based. You have, I believe, $1,500 to build a weekly lineup with. The top player, I believe, is Roman Reigns at $450. You can make a different lineup every week, and it's cumulative stats, so... Even though it's a different lineup every week, it's not just one. I week. just feel like this is a better way to fix it. That's all this is. You just way to fix. It. I, I you just don't know determine that you figure well, out I mean, an easier way for you to fix the league exactly. than the last time you fixed the league. Totally, absolutely. But um, the other big difference is unlike last time where we had a very close. You know, it was the first eight people to email us got into the league. We are in public leagues right now. We are going to be playing against everybody else. What on the thing? I don't want to play against randos. I want to play against listeners. You can also play against listeners because our listeners will be well, in that I wait, league but as I, well. I don't want to lose to like somebody that's random that doesn't care about the show. Well, they will care about the show. That's the point. They better. They better. That's the point. Are we playing for uh, Scratch? I don't think so, unless you want to put up your money. Well, yeah, all the money I have. I'll put it all up exactly. each Exactly. Put up your well, money. Figure out a way to make it like a FanDuel pot, you know, like everybody puts in... 
two bucks to play? See, it's like 500 people, so I don't know if there's no, I would think that. 500 people would do that. But I mean, I do we? You, wait, wait, you're accusing me of rigging the league, and you want to play well, for I'm money? I'm certain <laughs> that you're going to rig the league. I have no doubt about that. So you that. just want to give me money, which I have no problem with. But <laughs> you know, it, it's a little bit weird. But anyway, Fantasizer, go check it out. Uh, the first week is going to start next Monday, so every week will go Monday to Sunday. So the first week does include the Rumble. So go out there. If you think uh, Reigns is going to win, you should probably pick Reigns. If you think Triple H is going to win, you should probably pick Triple H. If you think one of the social outcasts is going to win, well, you know what? You can probably pick all four. I think you can pick all four social outcasts oh, wait, for is the it, same is price. Is it five now? That's true. It might be five. But the first four I think you can have <laughs> for the same price yeah. as Roman Reigns alone. So probably. maybe that's the route to go. So uh, check it out, Fantasizer. Check out the wrestling. Season 9 is starting up now. You have till Monday to sign up and uh, get your team together, so go do that. All right. Uh, Very good. That is what's going on. And, again, what's the actual start date? The actual start date is Monday. Is Monday. Monday, what would that be, the 18th? Okay, so the 18th. All right. 18th is the start date. So get in now. Just sign up for a public league. It'll put you right into the league with everybody. It'll have our names, you know. Can we can we send the link out, out this week on Absolutely. Twitter? Absolutely. Oh, we're we're going to be advertising for it all I, w- I would like us to do more with the Twitter account. And by that, of course, I mean you. Right, of course. Or I'd be willing to give it to, like, Brandon from Parkville or Brian Powell. I'd be totally fine with somebody else running our Twitter. We, we will absolutely. Do you know do what, like, we, like, how many people ask to come in and sit on the show on a week-to-week basis? How many? Dude, it's insane. Nobody cares about my show. Why, why don't we just build bleachers? I thought about that, but, like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way that, like, we could do this as, like, allowing like a, a, someone who's been an active listener right. to come in maybe once a month. We do, like, a segment where yeah. somebody come in and, and bitch about fans. wrestling with us. Yeah, we, we could probably something do like something that. like that. We, we can make that work. I just wonder if that would be something fun because I get those questions all the time from people. Like, dude, dude, love the wrestling podcast. Um, when are you going to invite me to sit in on it? Like, well, wait a second, dude. I mean, with all due respect, I've already got the status quo filled of guy that doesn't really have any connection to wrestling that wants to bitch about wrestling. <laughs> so what, are you going to take my job, you jerk? <laughs> all right. And, uh, you know, if you want to party with us in NXT Philly, then uh, talk to me. Yeah, because... I'm really I'm really hoping that I'll be able to go. Yeah. Like, I really am. I, I, I definitely, but, it's uh, not a question ta- about. Ta- talk to me if you're interested in that. Well, because Aaron's definitely going no matter well, what. And I, and I ha- may have Oh, uh, you might have extra sales. sales. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, you might have one. From, well, you might have mine. It's probably, well. That's true. The problem for me is my play-by-play schedule. That's my issue. I just don't. I don't know it. So I'm but, uh, hoping. Yeah, but anyways, I know. some of us and probably possibly AJ will be coming up with us. Possibly we we, we don't know exactly. But there's going to be some sort of group going up to NXT Philly. And I hope I'm part of it. I really want to go. So, I really want to go. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So let's get into uh, Raw from this past week. We started, of course, with the music of one Kalisto as you know in one of the. I, I, I don't want to say bigger surprises, but I think it, it, it was a legitimate surprise. Yeah, it was legitimate a legitimate surprise. Like you really did not see that coming. Um, I, what, what to me the moment was on Raw on Monday night was Kalisto beating Alberto Del Rio for the United States Championship. Now a couple things there, right? As we said, there's a lot of problems with the United States Championship. Whatever they thought they were doing with it, they have not really done. We're, with we're not it. getting this up before Thursday night, or, or be, before early Thursday night. Right? I was afraid that that is. Did he lose it on yeah. SmackDown? Okay, yeah. I assume that was probably the case. I, and honestly, that was my assumption. Yes, my assumption was that he was going to lose it on SmackDown. So I'm not very like stunned by that. I'm a little disappointed by it, only because I, there was a legitimate pop that, at a, on a crowd that popped f- mm-hmm. for two things the entire night. One of those things was Kalisto winning the title. My big issue, 
I don't think there's anything more for you to do with Alberto Del Rio with the United States Championship. Right. I, I just don't. It, he, it, he doesn't seem to care about it. It has, you know, the the United States title might have been the, I don't want to say the story of 2015, but that it was one of the better things WWE. Well, did the, in the attempt that they did with it, it, it definitely elevated it. Um, now it might have elevated it in, in at expense of the IC title. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. The way they did it was a little shaky, but at the same time. The United States title, the U.S. Open Challenge, was something that you looked forward to it, it on was, a Raw on a it, weekly It basis. would get you a good match, and you appreciated the good match. My argument for, against it, as always, was the problem of the, the threatening issue is always trying to tell me that what John Cena does on the show is the most important part of the show. And it makes me think less of what I'm watching because you cannot sit back and just keep telling me that what this guy does is the most important part of the show. I, now, what's the? I see. I said it was the most looked forward to, not necessarily the most whatever. Important. Right, whatever you want to and, call and it. I think those are two very different things. Uh, okay, I, maybe you're right. You, you might be right about that. I look. The, we're, the, we're, the point the, is, the, wherever correct. it was over the summer, it is not there now. Correct. It's not there, and um, Alberto Del Rio is not getting you there no. with it. He's just not. Um, now that being said, Alberto Del Rio is a functional part of a program. I, as much as he's not my part of a program, I don't have any interest in Alberto Del Rio. He's capable of putting on matches, as we saw a week ago. He was capable of putting on a match when he's interested, for whatever reason. And he, he works. One thing, uh, El Rey has been showing uh, mini marathons of uh, Lucha Underground. Yeah. Too, and it just reminded me how good he was. Lucha. He cared. You could tell there's just a different intensity to him, a different just... His attitude was completely changed, and he was so good there. Well, I think he's – man, I, I can't no, get it's, in. it's when he's motivated, right. he, he right. is very, very good. It's just that he hasn't looked motivated. Well, he's a mercenary right, right yeah. now. He's a guy that was – he's a higher gun that was brought in despite all of the awkwardness because, God damn it, we need something in the Latin community. Right. You have to save us in the Latin community. Well, why isn't Kalisto a guy that you're looking at – as someone that can really help you in the Latin community. The weird thing about Kalisto, and it's something that took me aback about two months ago when he spoke for the first time, he can speak pretty good English. And yet for the first year or so he was on the roster, he didn't speak at all. And I don't understand why that was the case, because if he can speak pretty well, there's no reason he can't be the new Rey Mysterio. He's 29. He's young, you know what I mean? And that, I think the new Rey Mysterio is what people continuously say. Um, and I have no problem with that. Like, I, I, I think you can do subtly make him a different... No, I'm, when we say, at least when I say new Rey yeah. Mysterio, I don't mean the exact same guy. I mean a guy that, the, the eight-year-old who's looking for something flashy, yep. who wants a cool mask, the underdog they can talk to who happens to well, be a Latin superstar. Everything that you wanted Sin Cara to be. Right. And and you failed twice in order to create not, not necessarily that. the exact same as Rey Mysterio because there may never be another right. pure Rey Mysterio. Right. Rey Mysterio, you know, when it we was, look back it was on enigma. it, he was a you know, and, and he was so groundbreaking. A guy yeah. that size yeah, yeah. could be considered that good, but as a guy who filled a lot of those niches, that could be Kalisto. I, I have no idea why they're not more gung ho in Kalisto. I thought. I, again, I was very concerned they were going to have him drop it on SmackDown, but I was very hopeful of the idea of having giving him a run and building around Kalisto. And I think that's exactly what the United States slash Intercontinental title is supposed to be, and he's the perfect guy. Catch him in this moment while he's having his moment. Alberto Del Rio is not going to have another moment. And, and it's, that's it's, the thing. It's it over. seemed like... Accidentally or not, because obviously they weren't planning on this because they weren't planning they on They weren't going to break Car up the Lucha, Lucha yeah. Dragons. Yeah, right. Sin Cara wasn't planning on going down with an injury. 
But they had caught lightning. It seemed like they had yep. caught lightning in a bottle there, and it seemed like they were going to run with he it. He caught it. They caught him right after he had the big moment, right. the Salida del Sol. Um, it was perfect. It was perfect to give him that opportunity. Now, this isn't to say that, that, that there can't still happen. Right. For all we know, this is the beginning of a long feud between the two. And I'm not wholly opposed to that, if only because I don't know how else you're going to use Alberto Del Rio. Right. And this might as well be the way that you use Alberto Del Rio. Um, to help get a guy like Kalisto and, you know, over. Quite frankly, one of his best feuds was against Rey Mysterio when he could be the, you know, the cocky Latin right. superstar who's, who's bigger than his opponent. That's one of the things with Alberto Del Rio. He's not bigger than most of his opponents, so it's always kind of had this weird dynamic where he thinks he's bigger and better, but he's not actually any no. better. But with Rey Mysterio, with some of the smaller guys, yep. he can do it, and you can do that with Kalisto. I, I, I'm not opposed to it at all. I think it. Also, with all due respect, there isn't much reason to want to pursue the United States Championship, but maybe giving it to him and then taking away from it sells a bigger idea of why this matters to him, that he had it and he lost it and he wants it back. Because otherwise, why do you really care about the United States Championship? Like, why do you give an S? This is one of the issues that WWE faces right now. You have not dictated why these secondary titles matter, which is what, used to exist there used right. to be a very clear pecking order for the secondary titles i i'd be for it i i'm all in on Kalisto right now i think everybody's all in on Kalisto right now i think it's easy to see why this is a guy that you want to get behind it created a really neat moment and a surprise something very pleasant to watch on raw and i think we all know that's not everything that we get to see on raw um and it just reminded us that hey wwe still has some tricks up their sleeve they can surprise us at times yeah, I, look, if nothing else there, there is no hole to poke in this for me right. if there's a hole to poke in it it's i don't like that you quickly dropped it now i get it you're trying to get people to watch smackdown too you just put it on the here's, usa network something needs to happen there you know like here's here's I my one problem with it uh as far as the smackdown things um We've talked about the problem with SmackDown being, you know, live versus taped before. Yeah. In general, I have no problem with it being taped because I feel like you can do it. Here's the problem with it. WWE's account tweeted out, hey, guess what title changed hands on SmackDown? Yeah, I think they have to do that. I hate it. I, I know. I know. I know where you're coming from. But I, you're, I think you still have to wor- live in the world of as many people are as glued to Twitter. I had no idea that they tweeted that out. Yeah. I had no clue because I'm not checking their Twitter at all times. Now, I might have just happened. I'm not saying I'm not following them, and I might have come across it this week at some point. But it's nobody's glued to it quite the way that you are because of what you do. I just I feel like if you are... You, you want it to be storyline. You want it to sort of be kayfabe. I, well, I, no, no. It's not just that. I, I want it... You know, I feel like the always the argument against SmackDown being taped is that, oh, you know... No, no, it has a ceiling, just an inherent ceiling because it's taped and certain people won't watch it because they know what's going to happen. It's a fact. But then don't make it easier to find. I, I understand that. The problem is what they were competing against was that you could go online somewhere else and find out what happened. But I guess the difference so they're is now that trying to get their... those people, those people are going to find out anyway. The people who would go out of their way to, you know, look up spoilers. But they want them to go to their own place to find that out. And and, and that's just two two different sides. There's the WWE.com side versus the WWE programming, and I think the WWE programming side should be winning out over WWE.com. I, I hear what you're saying. And, and I, 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 I understand it from right. a... But I just feel it, like... Well, I, I'll come back to it's why I've never liked... I am in the category of I don't like watching tape shows. I've told you that a million times. I don't like Raw when it's in London. I almost don't want to watch. Because I, it is... But then there's NXT. That's always what I come back I to. I think NXT is such a different animal that 
you know what I mean? You're not watching NXT necessarily to find out what happened. Um, you're watching NXT for a pure... Oh, I, I watch it for what's happened. I think you're watching it for the pure joy of watching the performers. And, and that's possible. I think it's just a different, it's a different show. I think what WWE has created, and look, Monday Nitro is the only other thing that we've ever had like this, right? Right. What WWE created with Raw almost became an insufferable animal because now you have to live up to that standard. Right. And it is impossible to do. Exactly. And I get why you would rather do, like I get why TNA and Ring of Honor and all those companies would say, it, it does not work to do live TV every week. Right. It's just not, it is not sustainable for a wrestling it, company it costs too to, much money. to perform <laughs> that way. I understand it entirely. But the WWE has hurt themselves in that one department because I know how much better the live show is than the tape show. I, I've watched far That's too fair. many of both to be able to tell the difference. So I, I don't know what the correct answer is, Aaron, because yeah. it, it's tough. It's very tough. You know, to me, the and, and you're not going to go live on Thursday because it's too, it's yeah, it, makes it the, breaks up the week too much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, all right, um, uh, real quick, just and then we'll move on to what else happened on Raw. I, I hope, I hope that as far as Kalisto is concerned, this is not something that's buried quickly. And then, well, now we have to have go because you know how this is. You want him to put on a show in the Rumble, right? He's one of the guys you're going to look to. To, to do something Unless crazy. You have a huge match for the U.S. title. And, and, and this is really interesting to me now. I, there is nothing at the moment outside of the Rumble and a Divas match. Um, well, that changes on SmackDown oh, does as it? well. What's... Uh, and, I, and I'll just say now because it's, it has major implications, I think, for the Rumble. Okay. Uh, Owens and Ambrose will blow off their feud for the Intercontinental, or presumably blow off their feud in a last man standing match. Now, if you told me, okay, they were going to fight again, you, you put it at the beginning of the night. <sighs> Last Man Standing match has a ma- has major implications for the Rumble because it's hard no, You can't to then a- throw both guys back into the Rumble and expect them to... It would, it would be poor storytelling if you had either one of them do much of anything in the Rumble after that point. It, it would be hard to. I mean, you... You could see a scenario where they open the show with the last man standing. You get the crowd but really I, hot. I think the point of doing a last man yeah, standing Dennis. match is you want it to be a long match because right. you realize exactly. you're not going to have many matches on the card. That's the thing. And then it's, you know, when people thought, okay, maybe Owens is going to have, maybe he he won't necessarily win it, but he could have a major impact in the Rumble. And so maybe he throws Lesnar over the top yeah. and sets up that feud. This potentially completely changes the dynamics. But also, here's the other thing it does. You were complaining that you lose a big match on the card by putting the... Uh... Yeah, I, I hear you. And, and that doesn't, again, it doesn't invalidate the argument because I can always say you can always do this and do a title match as well. Like it, it's hard. It, it would be hard to do a big title match, a last man standing match, and the Royal Rumble all on the same card. I'm not saying it's impossible. It's harder to do. Uh, just just timing-wise. Well, I mean, right. If you assume that's going to be I hear what a, you're saying, but I don't know that I love the idea of them doing a last man standing match because well, I would prefer to have these guys seriously involved in the Rumble. You know what right. I mean? And again, they could still have them seriously involved in the Rumble, but as I said, it's bad storytelling. I guess if you have them seriously if, involved if in the have, Rumble. If you have Owens come out at number 29 and kind of stumble and, and basically in there for a few minutes, but an impactful five minutes. I, I guess, man. You can, it, but he, I mean. The, but the idea of a last man standing match is literally supposed to be the two guys that beat kill. the tar out of each exactly. other so much they can't do And it. that's why I'm saying this has major ramifications. And that's why Rumble. I don't like it. You know what I mean? I just, I get it. I get that you need to put, you need something that eats time on your pay-per-view because you don't have many matches, right. which goes back to why. I wanted a championship match at the Rumble right. and didn't want the belt in the in the Rumble. I I understand the reasoning for doing it. I totally get it. And and, they, and, and it's a it will be a good match. No one's going to complain no about, about no that. I have no doubt that, that it's a good match. But 
I just yeah, with, especially with Owens involved. Owens, who we thought would have a major, right, and, a role, who would yeah. even potentially be a dark horse to win it. I don't think a lot of people really expected it, but if out of the after the big three, Owens would be the one. Well, guy. And the you other could thing I'm going to say about it is, as far as Kevin Owens is concerned, I think that these are character flaws because I think that that Kevin Owens' character would say, "I'm not competing in a last man standing match the same night as the Rumble. I I want to kick Dean Ambrose's ass, but not more." Than winning I, the title, right? Yeah, I think that's a character flaw, uh, under, and it's what we saw with Le- which was pretty good that we saw Heyman be like, "Wait a second, why is Lesnar doing it?" Granted, it didn't make a ton of sense because why wouldn't Lesnar just want to win the Rumble, win the title there, and main event WrestleMania? Yeah, but you know, he at least pointed out, "Hey, I can just say I'm Brock Lesnar. I'm yeah. going to I'm fight going to be in the main event, event at WrestleMania. I'm not going to go, you know, have thirty guys I have a inherently random thing where someone could run up behind you and just right. casually flip you. Right? No, no, no. I'm with you. All um, right." But yeah, okay, so, so that, that's an interesting wrinkle to everything, if we know that match is happening. It is interesting. I'm not disagreeing with you whatsoever. It is interesting. Um, you know, as far as what we actually saw in, in between Lesnar and Roman in particular, let me start with Roman. I, we all know that Roman's the new John Cena, right? Like, everybody, that's not, they haven't even attempted to hide that. That they want Roman to be John Cena, because yeah. they don't have John Cena. It... It's really bad, man. It's, and I try not to be too negative. And I like. I'll, I'll say, can, can I throw out the positives? I know what okay. you're, where you're going. The one positive to all this is, if this was Cena, Cena would have probably, especially if this was Cena circa 2010, would have probably run through like seven. Oh, they probably would have had to beat like a thousand dudes. Yeah, he, he would have had. You know, he would have eventually. You would have gotten that DQ finish. But it would have happened after he had pinned, like, six of them. Right. And he didn't pin a single person in the match. Yeah, that's which fair. Was, which was the one, I thought that... But, but this is this is the issue with doing right. it to begin with? Like, it, what what was the point of announcing a, a one-versus-all match instead of just saying, we're going to put you in a ring and put 20 other dudes in there and have them beat the tar out of you? Like, what? What? Well, you, you got Two. the good Reigns Owens showdown there. I mean, I guess, yeah. right. You can just do a Reigns Owens match, by the way. Like, I don't think anybody's going to complain about that. Just do the at, lumberjack at, match. At some point, insurmountable odds have to be insurmountable, or there is no such thing as insurmountable odds. And and you hope that they realize that, and they don't. For example, you know, I oh, you're just waiting for them to make him number one in the rumble, and, and aren't you? Run and through. run through everybody. Yeah. Like, I, 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 that's the thing. I, I would be stunned if that's not what happens. I have been praising them for this because I thought, you know, okay, this is the one way where. You know, I think people would be okay with him winning for the most part. I think that, you know, there's well, not... I think really... everybody assumes he's going to win. Uh, I don't know if everyone assumes. I think a lot of people... And he's certainly a favorite. I don't know if people assume he's going to I think pe- many people could easily see Triple H, Triple H, H winning him or, or Brock win- Lesnar okay. winning. I think that the, it's a three-headed monster at the top. Okay. But, um, I mean, certainly that's a strong possibility. It's, I think the one situation that people would be d- upset with is if he enters number one and ends up winning. It's it. absurd. Yeah. It's just absurd. Just if they don't go there, if they any other route, if they put him in at eighteen, yeah. If you want to put him in at one and then have Triple H knock him out or, and Brock Lesnar, or if he wins coming in at nineteen or something like that, no one has an issue with yeah. that. But that you, that's the one situation. Just you just a, cannot avoid that. Keep going right. down this road because it's 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 Cena. It's laughable. Right. It's lol, Cena wins is exactly what it is. Right. Just don't you, do that. You cannot keep going down the road of now we're going to give you – now we're going to have you face a mountain lion. Like, oh, well, as it turns out, you don't actually have to face the mountain lion as long as the mountain lion 
Whatever. Can't sneak in. It, it, it turns out the state has a law that there can be no mountain lion, so they're going to face Seamus instead. Like, you, you got to stop with this. Insurmountable odds have to be insurmountable right. at some point. And you hope that that's what they're going to show here, is that all versus one, you know, maybe you... He's, you know, he might lose it here, get it back at WrestleMania. Well, and the other thing too is it makes you look less evil and more like your J and J security. Right. Like, oh, we're so evil, we're gonna right. put you in another match with Sheamus. Sheamus. Right? right? Like, shut exactly. Stop it. Right. You're the boss. You want the title off the guy. You're gonna get the title off right. the guy. Which is why this is a great, you know, this is literally the thing that one of the easiest ways to get him off. You're putting him in an inherently random match with 29 other guys. He could very easily lose the title. Just don't have him <laughs> enter number one and everybody. run over people. Yeah, I'm, um, any, I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, the, the one other thing that kind of was like, really, really? You, you had uh, Wyatt show up and kind of do the... Yeah, that was... I don't know what that It was. wasn't terrible, but it was just... It was a little awkward because he basically pledges allegiance to McMahon. The, the way they did, it's one thing as far as, hey, we, we're throwing our names in the rumble, right. we, we're still after you, Roman. But the way they did it felt like, oh, we're pledging our allegiance to you, McMahon, and Bray Wyatt should not be pledging his allegiance to anybody. anybody. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that entirely. Um, I thought, well, I thought the whole first segment was kind of bad. Like, I get what you're trying to it, do. It wasn't bad. It was, it was a little awkward, though. It That's the thing. It, 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 it reeks of we have an idea, but we didn't execute the idea. Right. Like, I'm always in favor of putting all the wrestlers on, on the ramp. I think that's always, I oh, think it's but, a good but visual. Hold on. Hold on. We're, we're forgetting why that segment was the greatest segment. In oh, the because history. Damian Sando was there? No, because oh. the New Day was dancing to McMahon's theme. Well, that was good. That was, that was the greatest I also, thing I also, I really ever. enjoy Stephanie singing along. Yeah. I really enjoy that I, a lot. But I don't think enough New wrestlers Day, do that. New Day in the background dancing to I McMahon's hear theme I hear was you. so phenomenal. I, I, you know, I really don't think enough wrestlers, under, we all sing along to the music. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it, it, the music is a big part of the show, and I do think there's too much of, of avoiding it. What? I think it's a subtlety with Stephanie, that, like, she's... No chance. Like yeah. that's it's supposed well, to make someone her look- else. Uh, Rocky Romero in uh, New Japan in Ring of Honor. He has uh, he's part of the Rapongi Vice tag team with Trent Beretta. Okay, and he always he has this kind of rap theme, and he's oh. rapping it down to the. Dude, it, it's fantastic. We've heard the same epic yeah. song from R Truth for years, and yet we still do it whenever he. Perform- oh yeah, you know, like the 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 thir- two times a year we get to see him actually perform it. Yeah. We still chant along with them. What's up? Because we like it. Yes. Truth be told, we like it. Um, so yeah, I thought that was good. Uh, the other, the only thing about the, the New Day, and it's just so, it's, this is a little simple thing. If you're gonna try to do a booty joke. Don't have McMahon do a booty joke. Well, I'm okay with McMahon doing a booty uh, joke. It, I'm actually it, it, okay it with it. dangerously but close to jumping the shark. Use it appropriately is the point. Like, that's not booty, is not something that New Day would say. They call someone booty. That's what they do. Right. If you wanna say, you, you know, your booty, like, it, it's silly, I get it, right. but at least use it the right way. Right. It goes back to Triple H trying to do Bad News Barrett and not knowing the line. Right. Like, I, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. You know, like, you got to know what the actual line is to make it work. Just figure out the way they use it and then do it. Right. But don't awkwardly, and then it was more awkward because, like, he and Stephanie clearly did not have an idea what they were saying at the same time. and. Just get get it working out. Figure it out the way to use it, but understand your own characters. Yep, They're, you're the boss. Right. Know what the characters are doing. Um, Brock. It was fine. I I think everybody agrees that Eater of Worlds, you know, like is the right way to use Brock Lesnar. Bring him out, kick, kick everyone's ass, yeah. move on. Right. Um, 
you know, there's a couple things that go along with that, though, right, is is that it does make it a little bit silly when Brock can literally wreck an entire locker room when you suggest that The Undertaker can somehow... And Well, that's always been the problem. And, and this is the one issue, is that Brock is this monster, but yet you can't have him win every match. Right. At some point, he's got to lose something, which makes no sense considering he can beat all 29 other guys. Right. It's it's a tough line to walk. To be at least this time though, you know, you basically had again, he was he beat everybody kind of one on one. You know, they did they did the, the classic bad guy thing where they come, came at him one on one. Yeah. Um so it didn't seem quite as ridiculous as it had sometime in the past, sometimes in the past. But um, you know, that's what we want to see, though. So I can't yeah, fault I, them too I get much. It. Like, I, that's what... When you want to see Brock Lesnar, you want to see him tossing guys around. I, I completely understand that. I, I don't – I guess what I'm struggling is, if are we getting to, to Owens-Lesnar? Is that what we're getting to? Cause it, if... it feel, right now it feels like, you know, they did pause. If you notice that, you know, everyone he threw around, when it came to Owens, they, they let him kind of try to throw a punch. It kind of – he paused right. before he did the German suplex. So it felt like – that was something they're at least thinking about. Okay, all right. I, look, I guess the problem from becomes what are you doing with the Undertaker? Undertaker. And, and, and from the reports we said they had no backup plan. Like their their plan was Undertaker, Cena, and now they're just scrambling because they have no idea what to do because they didn't even think this was a possibility. That is rough. That is really. And, and to rough. be fair, you know, like I don't I almost don't blame them. It's John Cena. I totally right. understand that. That is tough, though, man. By the way, did, is... did you hear? Like he said, like. There was basically missing cartilage, and like this sounds, you know, we joke about Cena, you know, oh maybe he'll be back by the Rumble, probably, you know, surprise return. Like this sounds like it's going to be a legit six to nine month recovery, and we might not see him till well, SummerSlam. I, but I've said before, I think this is the moment where you have to start transitioning into the post Cena. Right. phase of WWE. And the problem is you just you're so decimated otherwise and this, that you're not why, set up to know, start that transition. Four months are going to be fascinating for WWE. Yeah, it'll be interesting, no doubt about that. Uh, what else jumped out at you for Monday night? Uh, not much for Monday night. I mean, I, so I, much. I'm was... still been good. I I think the Flair, the Charlotte Becky thing. Oh, has, the Charlotte Becky thing is great. Has been. I, good. I don't like Flair's involvement. Yeah, I, I think it's I, too I much. Like, what was that? That's my bit. baby girl at the end. Yeah. That was bad. They, then you start phasing him out, but um. You know, it's, it's like I said when they first started this. This is really, they have a direction. They have a clear feud. They have, you know, logical motivations happening. It's fantastic. It, it, this is what we wanted. Well, they, from, and, and they did the thing. They got Paige out of it because yeah. it was very awkward. Paige right. supposed to be the heel when what she was doing was not heel. Right. Like, like it was not. Th- this is what we wanted out of the Divas yeah. Revolution, and it's fantastic right now. I, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, I just wish that Sasha Banks wasn't hurt, and that there was something. You actually don't know if she's hurt or not. Like, that that's the weird mm. thing. Like, she's denying she's hurt, and they, we don't really know. I but... wish there was something else going on right now in the Divas correct, Division. Correct. I, I wish it wasn't everybody else is just sort of standing around standing watching around this. Just waiting. Yeah. I agree. I, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, the other thing that came out this week, and while while we're talking about reports, is the whole Daniel Bryan thing. Oh right, that that was a report. It's been confirmed false. It was confirmed to be a troll because if you read the paragraphs, they spelled out the name of like a, a noted troll. Okay. That's okay. Uh, so, but but it basically said, uh, you know, they're going to release Daniel Bryan. It's been confirmed false. Um, they're not going to release Daniel. The only Bryan. reason why. But we know that Daniel Bryan is making a big deal. And, about and this is the thing, right? 
that Daniel Bryan's making a big deal about wanting to return so much so that could you could almost understand him saying, if you're not going to let me wrestle, please release me. Give me an opportunity to and go wrestle. And it wouldn't shock me if you, if, if you told me in May, if this report had come out in May, I might believe it. Mm-hmm. You're not releasing him now. You're not releasing him when he has convention appearances scheduled. Right. You're not releasing him right before Mania. You know, now, when spring tr- spring cleaning comes around, I almost said spring training. Right. But um, spring cleaning, which I do, I, I'm getting the feeling that there is going to be some spring cleaning. We haven't had that real big I, spring cleaning. I hear cleaning. you. It's just tough right now because everybody's right. hurt. Exactly. But uh, people like you kind of need your whole roster at the moment. Right. Um, but, you know, we just don't know what the roster, for all we know, they could have a mass call-up. From NXT and over the next, just out of necessity. We just don't know what the roster construction is going to be. And if you told me that, you know, no one big, but, you know, the swaggers of the world. You almost don't know why you wouldn't release swagger. Yeah. Um, God, you hate the thought of them releasing Damian Sandow. Right. But, but, you know, we haven't had that, okay, here's eight guys being released on the same day. Right, right. And considering you're about to sign four guys from Japan. If you told me that Daniel Bryan basically pled for his release and was like, I have given my body for you to you guys for six years now. Right. Just please let me do this if you're not going to clear me. I could see them acquiescing, just not right now. Yeah, I, I guess the question becomes, how long can he still be valuable to you if he doesn't wrestle? Like, how long does it matter? I almost wonder if you can transition him into a... Not full, not a full-time managerial role. But he doesn't. But, he's very clear he doesn't want that. And that's part of the problem. It's very clear. If he he was given the option, look, we want you on TV. We want you putting over these other guys. We just, we can't have you wrestle. He's a wrestler. I I understand that. I mean, ah. I understand that. Ah, he's a wrestler. God. All right. um, Yeah. yeah. But, um. So we, we've we've bitched enough about the past. We now we we kind of teased it a couple of weeks ago that we didn't really. Yeah, we didn't get a chance it. last week because we had such a big show. Yeah, yeah boy, said, did did we ever have a big show last week? But uh, we want to look towards the future and what we think might actually happen this year. Okay, well, let's so, do that in the next segment. Yeah, we're very good. Do that. All right, uh, he's Aaron. I'm Glenn. This is Jobbing Out. Thursday, January twenty eighth, Michael's Eighth Avenue in Glen Burnie, Maryland, the Super Brawl of Boxing. Yes, indeedy. This is going to be a knockdown, drag-out time that you do not want to miss. Featuring Brian Bam Bam Hoschlager versus Dallas Butts for the Super Heavyweight Championship belt. Donald Wallace versus Tyrell Boyd for the Super Middleweight Championship belt. Stefan McRae, outstanding basketball player from Stevenson University versus T.J. Muttinger for the Super Brawl belt. Joey Vizi versus Andre Harris for the Super Brawl belt. You don't want to miss these guys. January 28th, Michaels 8th Avenue, Glen Burnie, Maryland. Doors open at 6.30, first fight at 8.15. Please be there on time. And for tickets, please go to BaltimoreBoxing.com. You might want to get the VIP seats. That comes with a free buffet before the fight starts. Jake the Snake's Super Brawl of Boxing. Thursday, January 28th at Michaels 8th Avenue. Tickets start at $25. Call 410-375-9175 or visit BaltimoreBoxing.com. Looking for licensed Orioles and Ravens jewelry for the sports fan in your life? Charles Nusinoff and Sons Jewelers. 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville since 1923. Charles Nusinoff and Sons has provided the Baltimore area with affordable fine jewelry. 
quality repair workmanship, and a total devotion to customer service. Looking to pop the question? Charles Nusenoff & Sons has designer mountings and certified loose diamonds, prices that can't be beat for the perfect proposal. Download their new app, the Vow Engagement Ring Finder, for iPhone or Android, and search styles, get prices, and even upload a picture of your hand and try rings on virtually. Charles Nusenoff & Sons, Orioles, Ravens Jewelry, and the Vow Engagement Ring Finder. Go to charlesnewsonoff.com or call 410-661-5050. Charles Newsonoff and Sons Jewelers, 8720 Cedar Hill Road in Parkville. Let's scroll together. Are you a believer in the retriever? The UMBC sports marketing team is proud to support UMBC athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC Sports on Instagram at RetrieverBeliever and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC Sports Marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever Believer at the Games. Everyone knows the saying, Jack of all trades, master of none. But that doesn't apply to the BMW 5 Series. It's available with up to 445 horsepower. It also has excellent fuel efficiency. The BMW 5 Series, Jack of all trades, master of all trades. Hurry into your local BMW center and get attractive lease and finance options on the BMW 5 Series. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Visit Northwest BMW in Owings Mills. Feel like you're being ripped off by ATMs? Go to Royal Farms. Our ATMs are surcharge free. Need cash? Head to a Royal Farms fee-free ATM. Going anywhere else is a crime. Real fresh, real fast, real free. Royal Farms. A bank or credit card fee may apply. All right, you might be wondering why we're playing Damian Sandow's music coming back, and the answer is simple. Because I wanted to. Because 2016 is going to be the year of Damian Sandow. Tell you what, it's time. It is time. All right, uh, jobbing out, I'm Glenn. He is Aaron. Uh, We wanted to do this a couple weeks ago, and then I don't remember what happened. Uh, Everything happened last week. Well, we had the new year, and so we didn't do an episode that week. And then last week we had... Everything happened? Yeah, a ton of stuff. And then Jake the Snake. We didn't even really talk about the fallout from the Jake the Snake interview. Yeah, how about that? Um, I, I, I stand by. I think that it was, I think it was sincere. Oh, I think I do he, too. I think he meant it. I just don't know that it's something that should actually happen. That would be, um, yeah. That, that has the potential to not be good. Yeah, that's what I, that's what yeah. I think about that. Um, so we want to do some predictions for 2016. And we don't have any real format for it. Cause why would we start now? You know? Exactly. Like, why would we start it's, being professional and... I mean, it's, it's more fun if we just kind of talk and yell at each other. Aaron anyways. used to prepare things. I used for the to. Show and then I realized you don't read it. And then he remembered. <laughs> it has no impact on what we're actually going to do exactly. on the show because I'm going to sit down and say, hey, what do you want to do on the show? So he just stopped bothering to prepare and I appreciate that about him. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a much smarter use of his time. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, this is how we do it now is we just say, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're just make some predictions. You've we'll, got we'll some predictions. To them. We'll, we'll, I've got we'll, some predictions we'll, we'll, we'll for 2016, right? I'll tell you and, when you're And stupid. we're trying to make them 
not obvious. We're not going to say that John Cena is going to win a title. John Cena. <laughs> oh. We're not going to say that Roman Reigns is going to main event WrestleMania. Uh, it depends on which one you think the main event is. That, that, fair enough. All right. So why don't you start? Give me your first one. Uh, my first one is, is a more over-encompassing thing. I'm not looking directly at a single person. But mine is we're going to see more WWE title reigns than we have in the past this year. And okay. we're going to see at least one of those happen on Raw. I think one of the things that we're seeing, you know, we saw the title change, the WWE title change happen on Raw. We saw the U.S. title change happen on Raw. We haven't seen a whole lot of that over the past few years. And I think one thing that they're realizing is, hey, you know, these long reigns. You look at the past couple of years. Last year, if Rollins hadn't gotten hurt, you might have seen two people hold the title in, uh, in 2015, the year before we saw four people hold it, the year before, you know, like we're not seeing a whole lot of title changes happening anymore because they like the long title reigns, which can be good. But I think that this is the year that they go back, not quite to the adjutant era when we're seeing 12 different title reigns during the year. But I think that we're going to see potentially six different, not necessarily six different people, but six separate reigns. I mean, I hear you. I I mean, already we're looking at the strong possibility of three before, you know, by the end of WrestleMania. Because you're going to say Triple H has one of them and... You're going to see someone win, potentially someone win it at the Rumble and then maybe Reigns win it back or someone else win it back at WrestleMania. I, I guess, I'm not telling you wrong, I have no idea. Right. Um, I think I'm a little, I don't want to say opposed to it. I'm not, I don't think there's a right and a wrong. Yeah, I'm not necessarily, I'm not saying I'm for this. But I am saying that I think that one of the things that they're going to look at is maybe this could I, bring you know some I, excitement. This, this is what I'm telling you I'm opposed to. I am opposed to a transit transition champion between the Rumble and WrestleMania. I am opposed to... Even if to, it's Triple H? Even if it's Triple H. I'm opposed to the Rock plan. I'm opposed to... I think in this case it makes sense, though. It, I, I the, Rock, the Rock felt awkward because he just completely injected him into something that he had no business being injected into. Right. If this is Triple H winning the title from Reigns, but I've said all and then Reigns winning it I, back, I don't think this needs the title. I don't think it needs it, but it would make sense. Yeah. It would. It wouldn't feel awkward. Rock felt awkward. Triple H hasn't won anything that mattered. Has not won a match that mattered. Yeah, you can say he beat Sting, right? Sting's a thousand he years beat old. Brock Lesnar a couple a few years ago. How long ago is that? Three years now? ago. Was it really only three years ago? I. Well, it was. It was 2013, right? Was it? God, it feels like it was longer than that. Because when did Brock come Hang back? On. Yeah, I was going to say, let me start doing the math on this. Wait, 2013 was the Brian Orton SummerSlam, wasn't it? Uh, or was no, that two, 2000? Two, no, 2013 was Cena, Brian, and the undercard of Punk, of <laughs> Punk Lesnar. <laughs> so then it would have been 2012, right? Would it have been two? Uh, uh, God, we can't remember. Our, I know, our right? Time. Dude, it's the year. It, it just it's, throws it's two, me off. Uh, da, 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 da. who would have? No, I, I'm pretty sure it was Triple H. Because I think Triple H Lesnar at Mania happened in. Here it is. The uh, 14. You're wrong. It wasn't 2013. Okay, so it was 2012. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fine, so he won that, he won Sting, he won... But Sting's a million years old. St it was still a big match. I, I uh, wait, wait. Brock Lesnar defeated Triple H at SummerSlam 2012. Right, I'm talking about WrestleMania 2013. Oh, WrestleMania 2013. Yes. I'm thinking of SummerSlam. No, I'm talking about... Because the, they, they had the... Uh, it, it, was that 2013? I think it was. God 
God. I'm always right. We should prepare these things. We should really have someone in charge of prepping the show. We, we need a stack guy here is what we need. Right? We need a guy who's, here, let me just pull this up. Yeah, we should be a professional. WrestleMania 29, Triple H with Shawn Michaels defeated Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman in the, in the uh, semi-main. Okay. So still, it's been three years it's since three... he's won a match that mattered. Um, I, Again, you can, yeah. you can try to sell me on the Sting, Sting match mattering, whatever. but it's Sting and it wasn't. My point being. Inserting Triple H in the title picture does not make sense. You, you cannot justify it. You, I mean, but you can in the rum because of the rumble. That's all you're going to say is okay. that, that anybody. Well, we can justify anybody. Right. But the actual title picture should not involve Triple H. But period. it already does because Triple H is involved with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the champion. Therefore, Triple H is involved with the title picture. And and what makes sense is separating Roman Reigns from the title picture and then having Triple H involved. What doesn't make sense is forcing Triple H in the it, title picture. But it's not forcing it. A, it's not forcing you it. You are forcing it's it. Not. It's a guy that has nothing to do with the title picture it's, suddenly being put into it. It's a guy who, I mean, A, anytime you say Triple H doesn't in, get involved, it you know, Triple H can be involved with anything. He's then, Triple then H. Then we're going to say that Stone Cold can be involved with anything. Right. And I just don't, I am so wholly opposed to the this. The Rock could be involved with This part-time champion thing, but particularly part-time between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. I, I think, because you're I just with, asking for you predictability. But anyways, let's, here's, say, here's let's, my say, point. let's say it won't, let's say it doesn't have that way. Let's say Brock well, Lesnar wins. Let, let me do this real quick. You know why this really makes sense? I do Remember a couple of years ago when we could literally predict how every WrestleMania match was going to end because we knew the part-timers were going away, and it was like three right. part-timers right. versus three full-timers in the main events? Right. It's so bad to go into WrestleMania feeling as though you know exactly what's going to happen. If Triple H faces Roman Reigns in a non-title match, you feel way more about, I don't know what's going to happen. You and still think Roman Reigns is going to win. We're going away from the initial point, which is that I believe there are going to be more champions and more two-month-long reigns. You're not going to see CM Punk holding the title for the entire year. You're not going to see, you know, presumably we thought that Rollins might hold the title for an entire year from WrestleMania to WrestleMania. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think we're going to see that this year. I think we are going to see more two-month, three-month-long reigns. And uh, I think we're going to see as many as six different title reigns at the top of the card. And I think we're going to see a lot more secondary titles changing on Raw. Okay. All right. Here's my first prediction for 2016. Uh, they're going to ruin the New Day. I mean, they just are. It, it's, you're already seeing it, right? Like, the, the Jericho stuff is so bad. It's so Well, that's Jericho. Bad. Bad. I, I'm trying I know, not to, to but, let that wipe. But know. this is the problem. The problem is you're already seeing it. But the New Day cannot just salvage anyone. And this is the issue. You cannot start getting to the point where you think the New Day can just put everybody else over. You've never established that by making them that relevant on the card. You've established that by making them that entertaining. But when you're allowing them to be the fodder for someone else to do their stuff, then they're not accomplishing anything in the process. They're going to ruin the New Day. It's just the way it goes. We're going to look back on the year that we got with the New Day, and we're going to say, say, damn, that was a good year. Anytime you have a a convince, if if they ruin them over the summer, I'll be like... I'm convinced it might not even take that long. Probably not, but Um, I'm saying if it goes that long... I'm going to look back on it. Fun. I'm not going to say, "Oh, how could you ruin this?" Especially if well, if you tell me is... if you tell me they ruin it by deciding, "Okay, they need to break them up." And and if you get that, I will certainly say that softened the blow. Look, yes. they ruined the shield too, right? And that worked out pretty well. 
they but, didn't ruin the shield. Well, they did. They, they ruined did. the shield. Well, yes, but fine. It worked out pretty well. Yes, exactly. My, my point being, I do not feel nearly as comfortable that when they ruin the New Day, we're going to get the same thing out of it right now. Yeah. My gut right now is they're going to ruin it, and it's not going to be as pleasant. It's going to take one injury, one guy getting hurt, and they're just going to sort of give up on it, and you're going to be right back to seeing Kofi Kingston job. You know? I, I just... And, and show up for ladder matches and show up for uh, the Rumble every year. I, I just have no doubt at this point that that's what we're headed to. Uh, you know, probably. It wouldn't shock me at all if we saw them screwed up and or if they just got, you know, their eyes got too big and they're like, oh, we have to capitalize. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Um, my next one, it, it's very specific. Um, I'm going to say, as far as money in the bank goes, mm-hmm. Kevin Owens not just wins it, I'm predicting that between SummerSlam and Night of Champions, he cashes it in, and that is the fall for WWE. Is the they try to capitalize on Kevin Owens to get okay. through that lull? I, I hope you're right about it. I mean, I I, I want to see them take a chance. That's what I said to you last year. I wanted to see them take a chance on someone young. When, when you're in this, we're just going to punt anyway. I'd right. way rather you do that with Kevin Owens than with Sting. Right. Um. So I, I'm for it. I I don't. I still, I gotta believe it to see it. You That's know? why these are predictions. You know I mean? These are predictions, um, and these aren't you know completely obvious. Even though I think a lot of people would assume that right now Kevin Owens is the Money in the Bank favorite. That's why I add in. I think there's that month span he's going to cash it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. All right. Uh, my number two is um, we're going to end up complaining about NXT at some point in oh, the next wait, twelve months. People already are, are I, but I mean, aspects. I'm, I mean more like. I think the Smarks are going to be really bothered by by NXT because at some point the WWE is going to make it a WWE product. It's just the way it works. ECW was really neat for like a minute, right? And then it wasn't neat anymore. Um, we're going to do that about NXT. We just are. And I, I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know if it's going to be because they keep bringing in people from outside or because they promote without having anything that we really like develop to take mm-hmm. its place. But... I think the bloom is going to come off the rose a bit for NXT. And I don't mean this in a permanent type of way. I'm not saying this is going to be the, the end of us loving NXT. I think that there is going to be a time frame where it is not good. I think the way that they're going to fix it, in part, is I think there's going to be a willingness to say, you know what? We're going to send some guys back down. Exactly. Yeah. I think they're going to have to start wondering about, because they're making money selling tickets, yep. because it's become profitable for them to go touring, why wouldn't you have Damian Sandow right now working with with NXT? Right. If you're not doing anything with him, and you can have him do TV for NXT and still go out on the the road and do house right. shows for your WWE tours, right? No reason not to. That's the most. I mean, that's, what, that's what they did with Tyson Kidd, that, and that's how Tyson Kidd got over right. to the extent right. because right. they decided you keep him on your house shows, yep. and then you, the TV stuff he does is on NXT. And I think that they'll get there with some of these guys, but I think before they get there, there's going to be a bit of a, a backlash. There's going to be a moment where we say, "Dude, what's happening at NXT? Right? What's 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 going on there? Like, what? I, that was supposed to be our show every week, and I don't love it right now. So that's my number two. Uh, I have a prediction that's tangentially related. There, my prediction is that we do not have a single takeover from Full Sail this year. Every single takeover for NXT happens. I'd say likely out of the state of Florida, but if if you told me that they ran a bigger arena in Florida other than Full Sail, I could buy that as well. But I think that 
every single one will not be held at full sale. Full sale will be used strictly for television shows. Okay. Um, that's interesting, right? Like, I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think now you got to figure out where you're doing this stuff because I mean, you already you already have. I believe the next takeover is the Dallas takeover. And where is that, by the way? That's at the convention center. It's at the convention center. Yes. That's weird. They apparently have a a room, a basically something that they can use for stage for concerts or whatever. Okay. Uh, it's apparently a nine thousand seat, ten thousand seat. I hear you. I just I wonder how it looks. You know what I mean? Right. Like that. That's the question. That's definitely does, a question. Does it look like a convention center that has some bleachers put up? And you know what I mean? Like. But does that's it... that's where they're doing it from. It's going to be a uh, ten p.m. Eastern start because they want to do it after access. So they want to have their Friday after their Friday evening access session, okay, and then go straight into NX. You know, let the people who are at access go straight into NXT. Okay, um, I think that's going to be the next. That's not confirmed. That's the next takeover. But my guess is it's the next takeover because I don't quite know where else you're filling it in. Yeah, it's it's normally tough to, to shoehorn one normally in. Normally, you right. don't have that takeover at the end of March. Normally, they've been going uh, February to May. I would argue that Rumble weekend would be a good time to do. Well, they're a... doing a big show. They're okay. doing a. They're doing a TV taping at the where I believe it's where might be where the I don't think it's where the maybe UCF plays no UCF does UCF play where the Magic play do you know off the top of I don't think so no so I I think it's where UCF plays basketball okay is uh, where they're doing it from it's definitely not from Full Sail it's at a bigger venue that they expect trouble but it's just a TV taping. Okay. So okay. so uh, we know that Mania weekends in Dallas. We know that SummerSlam weekend is in Brooklyn. So that leaves two more to fill, and I think they could find places to do it. Well, I thought London was a great, you know. Yeah, London. I, was I think that great. was a great call. I, if you told me they went back to Japan. Yeah, I hear you. That's a good idea. I think that doing one in Canada probably makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if you know, it's wrestling if, rabid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, if, if you're not willing to do a pay per view there for whatever reason, I don't understand why they're right. not doing. You know, London, I understand why they don't do a pay-per-view there. Yeah, it's time, time Don't, don't understand why you're not doing it in Canada. But besides that, um, it, it would make perfect sense to do uh, NXT Toronto. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be really good. Or Calgary. Or Montreal, yeah. Yeah, or Montreal, absolutely. All right, uh, my number three is if you don't release Daniel Bryan, I think they're going to set up for a Cena-Bryan SummerSlam match um, to try to milk the most they can out of Total Divas. And to use what they have without screwing up storylines with everybody else. Um, the time frame would set up well for John Cena to come back, as you mentioned, right around SummerSlam. And and I don't know what else, you know, like, you, the train's gone on the Alberto de Rio thing. You know what I mean? We didn't really want it to begin with. Right. We definitely don't want it at this point. Right. Um, I think it might be a soft landing for Daniel Bryan. Like, okay, tell you what, we're going to give you a chance, but... We're not going to give you a full-time schedule. We're going to have you're you not work. Gonna, you're not going to work house shows. Right. You're not going to necessarily wrestle every week. You will be part of every show. Right. But you are going to wrestle maybe once between every paper. And and Cena would be a smart man. It's his yeah. brother-in-law. Like, why wouldn't you start there? You well, know what I mean? Well, not his brother-in-law. But you know what I mean? He, it's, for all, look, my, technically my sister and my sister's boyfriend aren't married. But right. Right. it's my brother-in-law. You know what I mean? Right. Um. I think it's a smart place to start. You can market it, do cross-promotion with Total Divas. I know that doesn't make any wrestling fan excited. I know that it, it almost but makes, it makes sense for WWE. It makes tons of sense. And I know that it would make you sick if, like, the biggest part of the marketing for the match was Nikki versus Bree. Right. Like, I think that that would make wrestling fans be driven nuts. 
But it's smart for WWE, and Nikki and Brie are kind of falling off the face of the planet right now. Like they are, they're two marketable stars. They don't really have anything to do with. She she was at the Golden Globes. Okay, so there's that, yeah. right? No, and, I mean, I, Nikki, I'm saying is is you know she was part of the Golden. Well, right, they're marketable, but they're not doing anything on WWE TV. Right, is and my that, point. that's my point. Is that yeah. I think people are underestimating how big the Bellas exactly. are. Exactly, right, exactly. So I think it's a good way to get them involved. I think it would just sort of make sense for all parties involved that if you're going to keep Daniel Bryan around. That the place where you sort of relaunch it would be SummerSlam with John Cena. It's safe for both of them. It's good marketing for everybody involved. You say, oh, I've seen that match before. Right. Kind of. But we all knew who was winning the first match because we knew that John, that John Cena had to leave. You right. know what I mean? Like we knew that he had to depart the WWE and you overshadowed it by immediately having Randy Orton, Randy Orton come right. out. And you didn't get the real feud out of it either. It was just kind of Cena picked him. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm John Cena, so, so look at how merciful I am. I'm right. going to give you a chance. Right. Whereas I think you could do something here where you can kind of decide if you think if you think that Daniel Bryan can carry it as a face, right. you, you let the, the people that want to boo John Cena boo John Cena. If you just want it to be face versus face, pick who you want to root for. I just think it's a, a everything about it is logical for them with these two guys. It makes perfect sense. And that actually leads me to one of my predictions, which revolves around John Cena. Uh, I think that between the injury... Between the fact that John Cena is actually getting pretty rave reviews for his movies, Trainwreck, uh, Sisters, Daddy Zone. Very small parts. Small parts, but again, people are looking, you know, when it comes to Daddy's, I read a review that basically said, Daddy's Home, this is utter garbage, but John Cena was really good in it. I hear you. I think that A, he's going to get a, a bigger part in a movie in the next year. Okay. I think between that, the fact that he's injured, he's sitting out, I think we're going to start to hear... It won't necessarily be a John Cena is going to lead WWE, but a how committed is John Cena? That right. the first time in his career, right. we're going to start to hear how committed is John Cena to WWE and how big can he get outside the WWE? Let me make you an argument against. Um, John Cena has been wrestling comedic roles. Um, or sorry, has been acting in comedic roles. Which might be his niche. That, um, that might be. So- I just don't think he's ever going to be a comedic star. Is not, my point. And I'm not necessarily a star, but I'm saying if you told me he was a he get a Batista level role, a not the he's going to carry the movie, but he is going to be that solid number two guy in a a comedic action movie or something like that. I could buy it. I could absolutely buy that because he you know he even says on these uh, interviews he does. No, he was miscast. He felt he was really miscast in all the action movies they tried, the other Marine and everything they tried to do him. He thought that that's not natural, but in these comedic roles, he fits in well. And again, I just see him being a guy that can be a bit player that doesn't need a lot of time away, that can can do movies while also participating with the WWE. It's possible. I just don't think that well, he's... Well, and I'm not saying he's going to walk away from that. I'm not predicting well, that but he I'm walks saying more, away. I don't think that the movies end up being things that he's got to be away for a month to do. I think that he's going to be. That's what you need. See, I, I think he could. You get need that a month away when you're a lead. I, I think he could be a second lead. I really think that you're going to hear if he doesn't get it that people are considering him for the second lead in whatever movie. I, I hear what you're saying. I I, I I would envision. That's why these are predictions. <laughs> right. These are kind of out there. I, predictions. I think what you're you're saying is essentially like Le, the LeBron role in Trainwreck. You yeah. know what I mean? But e, even that. I, gonna, I could even see higher than that because cl- clearly just, train wreck. There, there were you know, LeBron was the sixth, seventh biggest person in it. I, I could see him be, you know, I could see him be in 
a buddy cop movie being the second guy. Yeah, the and, I, and I think movie. that that bombs so bad that that you can't. I just I think that they're they're using him wisely right now. Or maybe not necessarily the second guy in a buddy cop movie, but something like Batista, where he is the fourth guy in a four-person group. Yeah, but Batista is so different because he's an action star that you don't you don't need him to be a star. You just need him to kick ass. Right. It's a big difference between that. Oh, I, and I don't disagree. But if you, you know, like, not that he would. Comedy's be comedy's really tough. It, it's tough, but he's the he's, funniest guys on the planet make awful movies. Oh, I. I don't disagree with you at at yeah. all. I'm just saying someone's going to take a chance on him in a somewhat ensemble cast all where right. he has to be around for all a while. Right. I I hear you. I'm I'm betting against it with John Cena, and also I think that John Cena is kind of smart. Like I think he's. Oh, I, I don't think he's going to walk away. I just think no. I think it's more. I think he's going to know that he's not that guy. He is just not funny enough know. to carry films. Not again. Not carry. I, but I I think that. I think that any role that requires you to be around for more than a couple of weeks is a is a significant role yes. that John Cena is not that person. We'll see. I think someone takes the chance on him. Okay, and if, if it, I, it here's the thing: I'm not saying that he's going to go on to be a huge right. mega star. I'm saying that he's he starts for the longest time. We've been saying Cena's nowhere. You know, he's going to be nowhere near Hollywood. He's bombing in these films. Yeah. No one's going to give him a shot. I think that. Over these past few movies, someone's going to give him a shot. Okay. Uh, my number four is Stardust Matters. I, okay. I think I think it's interesting that they're so opposed to bring to taking him back to being Cody Rhodes. I think it's that's interesting um, because it's not like they're making a ton marketing Stardust. It's not like they're making a ton of merchandise sales on Stardust. The fact that they didn't do Ziggy Stardust is well. So I thought weird. it was neat that they did the. You <laughs> I, know, the I, I like they at least did that. But right, they but yeah, Ziggy they, Stardust. Ziggler and Stardust. Right, it makes too much sense. I understand. I get it. Um, I just think it's interesting that they seem so absolutely committed to the character when the gains to this point have been minor. Right. I think it has way more to do with how much they they think of Cody, and. I, I also think Cody wants to do this. Yeah, okay. I, I think Dusty was invested in it, so for him, Star, Stardust is his way of kind of honoring Dusty. I think at some point they're going to remember, this is a guy that was flirting with main event status right. at, at one point. I, I agree with you. And has the charisma to be capable of it. Now, I get it. It, it would have been easy to do this when people started getting hurt and say, well, let's let's promote Cody. I think that it would have been wrong for the character and where you took him. I think right now it's enough to have him consistently involved in a storyline that keeps him on television. I think at some point during 2016, Stardust is going to matter because I think Cody Rhodes still matters. Yeah, and I, I, I think, and here's the thing, if you told me that Cody, whether it's Stardust or Cody is going to matter, I just don't know. I feel like they're going to do something, you know, they, they've been teasing it, whether or not he's going to turn back into Cody I Rhodes. Just, it feels like they're very committed to it. Yeah. it, it feels, and they're, but, but here's the question, are they committed to it because they haven't found a good way to go back to Cody, or yeah. are they committed to it because they're committed to it? I, I, don't, I don't know that answer, but here's what I'll tell you. Every report that comes out suggests he remains a stardust. Right. And I know it's difficult, yeah. but I feel like there is oh. a way to make oh, that. Oh, I, I absolutely. I think that I think and, we flirted with the fact that he could matter um, more coming out of the Stephen Amell feud. The, you know, it kind of felt hokey going into it, but once they got Stephen Amell out of the picture right after SummerSlam... Well, but then he went to the Ascension, and they buried the Ascension so much that it's very right. difficult but, but to buy felt, into that. But if you look just at Stardust, kind of, oh, look, he's putting a group together. Oh, look, at here's the guys he's feuding right. with. Like, it started to feel like, hey, 
there's something here. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, I just I'm feel like not, I'm also not convinced that we're not going to get a Mel Stardust at WrestleMania. Yeah, I know they continue to talk on Twitter and stuff like that. I think that's I think that's a mistake. I, mean, I, I just think that's a you've you've played that card. You've played that card. Yeah. At the same time, you know, you've left it open that, and he was decent enough that I think people would, have, you know, they they have one celebrity match every year. Seemingly, yeah, so. but it's typically this is the only opportunity you have to see this celebrity. Right, it's exactly. not it's the not... guy that we've already given you once. Exactly. Now no. watch it again. Right. That again, some of you care about, but is not such an A-lister. Right. It's one thing if you've got such an absolute superstar. superstar. Right. No, I, I just think that you're right. It would be a little bit off the beat, and yeah. it wouldn't necessarily have as much impact at the same time. All right. You know, whatever. Uh, you want to give a yeah. couple more? Yeah, actually, I want to combine two because um, just we're, we're okay. running a little yeah. out of time here. Uh, my first one is that I think that WWE hires two former Ring of Honor champions to wrestle in NXT. Um, Top of my list is Austin Aries right now. Oh, okay. I think Austin yeah. Aries makes too much sense. And I think you're going to get possibly someone like Eddie Edwards, Davey Ray. You could, if you told me the Wolves ended up in NXT before the end of the year, right. boom, there's your two Ring of Honor champions right there. Uh, if you told me Michael Elgin ended up in WWE, I could buy. I think Elgin's more likely for New Japan than uh, WWE, but I know he would make some sense for WWE. The only reason I say Japan is because he's over huge okay. in Japan right now. Okay, he seems like the next like big ho- athletic hoss that they love over. But to go along with that, I think that Ring of Honor is going to put out their version of the network, and they're going to merge it. New Japan already has their version of the of the network in New Japan World. I think that you have a Ring of Honor New Japan merging of their networks, and basically New Japan World Ring of Honor becomes their English side becomes kind of Ring of Honor's version yeah. of the WWE network. It makes so much sense in the world. New Japan already has the structure there. You have the relationship between Ring of Honor and New Japan. You have so much stuff that people people I think want to go back and say. Oh, I want to see the Punk Joe matches. I want to see the the Daniel Bryan Kenta matches yeah. in Ring of Honor. There's a market there for a network for Ring of Honor, and I think that they will uh, follow suit. Okay, um, I think that NXT will be available on TV on a Saturday night at some point. I was, I was, that was something I was thinking um, about. I, I think that they're going to they're gonna do, they're going to protect it because it's valuable to the network. And that's the thing that prevented me from putting it on the list. Um, <laughs> but that the way I think they're going to get around it is it's going to be available on the network on Wednesday, and then we're going to put it on TV late Saturday night. Okay. And whoever it's going to be, and I don't think it's going to be USA. I think it's going to be somebody sci-fi else that's wanted to get a piece there. of the WWE. Yeah, it could be sci-fi. It could be WGN. It could be whatever. Right. I think they're going to get it, and they're going to say late Saturday night. Saturday night, 11 p.m. Or midnight. midnight you know what yeah. I mean? Something like that. We're gonna we're gonna do it, and it's gonna be a one-time thing. It's not gonna be that you can show it on Saturday night and then again on Sunday, and then it's you get one opportunity to show it on TV because I think it's too valuable for the WWE to not consider the option. Right. But it's too valuable for the network to to do away that. I think you gotta do it in a way that it still protects the value of NXT because NXT right now is the most valuable thing that you have on the WWE network. Correct. Um, you still have. I, I think one of the ways you go about doing it is maybe making it six. NXT events in the year instead of four that you okay. you make people right. that you, well you can't abandon the network because you can't abandon the NXT events, events every year but you can start looking at it else right I just think it it opens up one more market one mm-hmm. more group of people that can maybe somehow find it um I, I just think it's it makes too much sense right now for the WWE to not consider it okay again I'm saying midnight on Saturday night is my thought 
I I completely agree with you that they you're going to hear at least rumors about yeah, if it, right. the thing that would stop them would be do they want to take you know give again people, and and your way right. makes sense it's got it cannot be that we're going to put it on TV first that, right. that's not what they're going to do exactly um my last one uh, at least I think it's my last one is um, we're going to make it your last one yeah, for purposes of time, the time yeah. Uh, for the first time, I think in about five years, I don't think we're going to have any questions about whether TNA is is going to survive or not. I think that in some form, even though it might be this really watered down and we're kind of laughing at it form, I think TNA makes it fairly solidly through the year. Might be on Pop TV, might okay. be on whatever, but I think, I think that, Pop TV is the best thing that's happened for them. I, I think it's fine. Um, now I think it's way better there, than you could have reasonably expected them to do. The, the problem is now we're hearing that Pop TV might, on several cable packages, are moving up to another level. As uh, a, that's not good. No, yeah. it's, it's not good. It's not for good. Them. But um, yeah, I think that I think we're going to fu- not be when it comes to December. We're not saying, "Oh my God, is TNA going to survive?" It might, you know, it might be in this form, and we might kind of laugh at this form. But it's going to be in this form. It's not good. It's not. <laughs> it's definitely not good. It's not good, but it's sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to the past four years, whenever it came to December, the predictions for the next year was TNA goes out of business. Okay. I I don't think TNA will go out of business in 2016. I also want to say, just to tie into this one, I think Lucha Underground, you may, by the end of the year, be saying Lucha Underground is the second biggest company. I just don't think that that can happen if they continue to do it the way that they do it. I think that they are, I think it's a great TV show. I I think they're, here's the thing, I think we're going to hear that they may, I think they may start touring. There's talk that they might be doing a show in Dallas during WrestleMania. Okay. I, think I mean, they, and I think if they start touring overall, you know, again, I, I think it also, I think Ring of Honor may take a slight hit. I dude, think. I think um, immediately Ring of Honor is taking a hit. Yeah. I told you when they, this move was announced, this is terrible for Ring of Honor. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is that by the end of the year, again, this is a big prediction. This is a. Yeah. I'm kind of throwing this out there. I kind of doubt it'll happen, but at the same time, it wouldn't shock me if by the end of the year, uh, Lucha Underground, there's talk whether you can say that Lucha Underground is the second biggest company in America. Okay. And my number six is going to be that uh, by the end of the year, the Hardy Boys will have made a final appearance with WWE. I, I think that there is too much. I think the WWE likes what they've gotten from the Dudley Boys in this run. I think that they know that it's a short. It's not something they can plan on with the Dudley right. Boys for three years. The, the problem with that, there, there are two problems with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, we don't know what uh, Matt Hardy's contract situation is with TNA, I, I, and I, we don't, we don't know what Jeff status. Jeff status could Jeff could be out for the entire year, and and that would obviously make it right. difficult. But I still don't think it makes it undoable because if Matt can wrestle, I think Jeff can be involved with it. My point being, I, I think what they what they got out of the Dudleys in the fall wasn't a ton, but, but I think it it's was a, something. I think it's a blueprint for something that can help you in the fall. Right. That you can go this route in the fall with someone, whoever it is. Give them another run, what whatever that looks like. Because I don't again, I don't think it has to be the Hardy Boys as a tag team necessarily. Right. I think having Matt Hardy compete in matches that matter in October is right. a little bit more interesting than I've gotten. In past years. And I'm not trying to oversell that. I'm not saying it's going to save your ratings problems. I just think it gets something out of it. I think it gives a good taste to everyone. I think it makes it easier for, in the next five years, putting them in the Hall of Fame. Something along those lines. It just seems to be, to me, the next logical thing for them to do. Because I 
I just think that by we're already sort of done with the Dudley boys. Right. It it lasted. And it seems like I mean, if if you believe the rumors that they are thinking about letting Bubba see if he can recreate some of his TNA. Yeah, magic. I've heard some of that. Um, I, I mean, at this point, it wouldn't be a terrible idea just to see what because yeah, you've gotten you've you, gotten you, what you, you got out of the Dudley, Dudley boys. boys. Can you get anything out of Bully Ray? Whether or not they call him Bully Ray right. or not, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Right, there you go. Those are some of our predictions for 2016. And um, oh, and I, I think by the end of the year, jobbing out becomes one of the biggest wrestling podcasts. Well, I don't, in what the, are you trying to suggest? It isn't already. Well, even bigger. Oh, okay. You know, even bigger. I, I uh, by the way, my prediction for 2016 is that at some point uh, I end up getting fired. Well, from, that, that's very from, possible. From jobbing out. That's very possible for whatever as well. reason. That's the way I think. All right. When we come back in, we'll do our uh, weekly quick count, and then we'll uh, do we still do a top five? It like feels like we've we'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. All right. It is uh, jotting out. If you're like most folks, you drop by your local Royal Farm store for a fast, fresh, delicious breakfast sandwich on your way to wherever it is you're on your way to. Maybe it's a plain bagel with cream cheese, or maybe it's the bacon, egg, and cheese, or ham or sausage, or even our chicken, egg, and cheese. And maybe it's not just for breakfast, because you can get our breakfast sandwiches anytime, day or night. But maybe you're in the mood for something a little different. A new twist on an old idea. The great taste of a hometown favorite. Maybe you're ready for Royal Farms' new Scrapple breakfast sandwiches. That's right. For just $2.89, you can get tasty, crispy Scrapple with your choice of cheese and eggs on a biscuit, bagel, bread, or croissant. There's no better way to start your day or start your lunch or your midnight snack. The new Royal Farms Scrapple Breakfast Sandwiches. Just $2.89 at Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Are you a believer in the retriever? The UMBC sports marketing team is proud to support UMBC athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC Sports on Instagram at RetrieverBeliever and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC sports marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever believer at the games. Everyone knows the saying, jack of all trades, master of none. But that doesn't apply to the BMW 5 Series. It's available with up to 445 horsepower. It also has excellent fuel efficiency. The BMW 5 Series, jack of all trades, master of all trades. Hurry into your local BMW center and get attractive lease and finance options on the BMW 5 Series. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Visit Northwest BMW in Owings Mills. Thursday, January 28th, Michaels 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, Maryland. The Super Brawl of Boxing. Yes, indeedy, this is going to be a knockdown, drag-out time that you do not want to miss. Featuring Brian Bam Bam Hoschlager versus Dallas Butts for the Super Heavyweight Championship belt. Donald Wallace versus Tyrell Boyd for the Super Middleweight Championship belt. Stefan McRae, outstanding basketball player from Stevenson University, versus T.J. Muttinger for the Super Brawl belt. Joey Vizi versus Andre Harris for the Super Brawl belt. You don't want to miss these guys. January 28th, Michaels 8th Avenue, Glen Burnie, Maryland. Doors open at 6.30, first fight at 8.15. Please be there on time. And for tickets, please go to BaltimoreBoxing.com. You might want to get the VIP seats. That comes with a free buffet before the fight starts. Jake the Snake Super 
a brawl of boxing. Thursday, January 28th at Michael's 8th Avenue. Tickets start at $25. Call 410-375-9175 or visit BaltimoreBoxing.com. And back in here on Jobbing Out, segment number three, Glenn Clark alongside Aaron Oster. Let's get into our quick count for the week. And Aaron, uh, I always allow you to go off the reservation a little bit. And then we had this weird week last week where we didn't do the quick count. So then I sort of like, I know you've been waiting to, right. to go this direction. So take us where you want to take us. Um, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about TNA's debut on Pop TV. We've mentioned it a few times now yep. about Pop TV. And, uh, you know, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I, I expected them to do something, you know, really dynamic, really titanic to do the uh, new channel. They didn't really do that, but there were things that were encouraging. A, they put the title on EC3. That's yeah, that's always thing. a good thing. Yep. Um, you know, I'm not thrilled with what I'm reading in the TV. I, I've games, heard but, the same things. Yes, yeah. but anyways, um, you know, they put the title on EC3. Never a bad thing. Good for them. Uh, Mike Bennett debuted. Mike Bennett and Maria debuted for TNA. And he, as much as I want to see him in NXT, he really does fit well in TNA. He is that type of guy who can be a true star there. You know, I question whether or not he could have been a star in WWE. He can be a star in TNA. Yeah. And really help uh, boost that, uh, the top of the card. Him and Maria make just a fan, you know, they might. Well, you're obsessed with Maria. A, I'm obsessed with Maria. You you definitely are. And do you blame me? I'm not. I'm not talking about <laughs> blame. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, just as the the whole kind of power couple thing, they work perfectly yeah. in that role. Yeah. The the fact that WWE wasted Maria in kind of the ditz role is still amazing to me. <laughs> at, you know, just looking at what we've seen from her after and how good of a heel she is, uh, it's amazing that they didn't go that route with her in WWE. But uh, that was fantastic. They reunited Beer Money, even though they screwed that up by playing the theme a little bit too early. Right. But, uh, you know, again, not a bad thing when you reunite. Yeah, James Storm. is James Storm and yep. Bobby Roode has a great tag team. If you're not going to put them at the very tippy top of the card as singles wrestlers, then putting them back together is a great move. They were one of the better tag teams of the past decade. And, okay, yeah. You know, if this is a the start of, hey, we're going to put a boot, a more – Focus back on the tag division like it used to be. Not a bad move at right, all. Right, right. You know, there were hints of things that you realized, hey, there is something here. This may not be a big thing. They're not going to challenge WWE. We're putting that well behind them. But a hint of, hey, we're going to try to get back to where we were in 2008, 2009 as a genuine thing people enjoyed watching. Something right. that... You know, we're going to give them a little bit different from what they're getting with WWE. We're still going to try to be kind of WWE light, unfortunately, but we're going to focus on the tag division. We're going to focus on the knockouts division. We're going to give them something that, you know, is just a solid wrestling show. Okay. Yeah. It, I it, hear it, you. There were hints of that there. Will they get there? Probably not. Um, but yeah, I bet against it as well. Let's, I, let's I save bet. that though. Let's save yeah, that. Let, all right. Let's, let's say that. I, I just also want to give a shout. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom Ten was phenomenal. Oh yeah, everybody. It, it was yeah, just, it was so good. Very cool. And the Okada Tanahashi match, which I didn't think could top the Styles Nakamura match, just because you know Styles Nakamura seemed like the greatest match. The Okada Tanahashi match was phenomenal, and everyone should go watch it. Very cool. All right. Um, uh, WrestleMania locations. Uh, yeah, that this was interesting that it cropped up over the past few weeks. You know, we had been working under the assumption that WrestleMania 33 was going to be in Minneapolis, 
for a long time. They're getting the new football stadium. stadium. opens in the fall. Yeah, you, Wrestle, WWE likes to try to get in before the, the, Super, Bowl. the Super Bowl gets there. And uh, there's a connection. The guy who's running the stadium is a former WWE executive. It seemed to make way too well, much Minnesota's sense. always been a good place for them. They've done what? SummerSlam there. You know, the, it's a wrestling town. The AWA ran out of there. They like to, you know, use the historical connections there. They're doing a lot, you know, in Dallas. It seems like they're going to try to do uh, some WCCW stuff. One of the biggest stars of the company is from Minnesota. Right, exactly. You know, could, could you imagine that? WrestleMania weekend of Brock, you know, with yeah. uh, but they went there for the Slammies and they didn't announce it. No, no announcement. Which you know, by now normally you would think, we, we've right. gotten the announcement when they do their show. Be, you know, before Mania, they like to have it by February locked in, and whenever they run through, they like to have the big press conference. And say, hey, we're coming here, guys. WrestleMania 33. They didn't do it, and it sounds like for whatever reason. Uh, things just aren't getting done for there, and they might be moving on to another city. Now, there are a number of, of cities that are possibility. One is the favorite, which is Orlando. Yep. Uh, it makes sense. We know that they almost want to make Orlando their uh, second home. Right. You know, Stanford gets right. their home. They want to make they Orlando. They got the performance center. They got center. the performance center there. There's been talk that if they do build a physical Hall of Fame, Orlando would be a prime spot for that. Uh, so it makes sense. Uh, I hated the Citrus Bowl as a WrestleMania location. Uh, I mean, oh, the Citrus Bowl is just awful. It, yeah, the this Citrus, is just awful. Like that's the thing. It's one thing. I, I'm, you know, I've said this time and time again. Uh, I'm against outdoor manias in general. But if you know, if you told me you were going to have an outdoor, you know, like in, in Santa Clara. That made sense. Brand new stadium. You want to show yeah, off. I didn't. I really didn't like how it was laid out. It was like for, again, yeah. and, and I don't like the fact that you're running the risk of a monsoon coming through and completely oh, ruining it. Yeah. Um, but the Citrus Bowl, you know, that's not a good bowl location, let alone a good it's a, it's a uh, terrible. Yeah, it's let, terrible. let alone a WrestleMania location. So I'm against that. I get it. I get it from their standpoint. Well, I think it's also about the relationship between the city and city, the WWE. Exactly. And they want to really lock in and say, yep. hey." This is WWE's second home in Orlando. Okay. Now, there are other places that are, you know, we know Philadelphia has been wanting one. We know Boston has been wanting one. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if you heard Indianapolis's name come up just because Indianapolis hasn't uh, hosted one in a long time. And we know from Super Bowls, from other sporting venues, that it's considered to be one of the best big event cities uh, in the country as far as being able to put on a good big event. And if they wanted to keep it in the Midwest, because they're like, okay, Midwest, we haven't had one in a decade in the Midwest, uh, it wouldn't shock me if that name came up. But it seems like Orlando is the favorite. I'm right surprised now. that Phoenix hasn't tried to get back in uh, that quickly. It's a when did they? They did major, 27? No, it was after I was gone. I moved. I moved out in 2008. So uh, it was the Maybe. Bret Hart year. What was the Bret Hart year? Oh, God. This is going to drive me crazy. That, I think that was 27. No, it wasn't, dude. I was living in Phoenix in 27. It, WrestleMania wasn't there when I was living there. But it wasn't that long after. It could have been 29, perhaps. 29 was New York. 20, no, 29 wasn't New York. Yes, 29 no. was New York. Yes. No. No. Dude, it's 2016 already. 20, it wasn't six years ago that WrestleMania was in New York. 29 was... Oh, so oh we're doing the math wrong. I'm saying yes. 2009. Oh, yeah. No, You're no, saying I, 29. I'm saying, I'm saying the number. See, what just, it, was a, it was a classic mix-up. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I don't know what – I don't remember. But my point being, 
Somewhere around 2009. It, 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 it was two, it was 2007, or not 2000. It was 2010 WrestleMania 26. At, in Phoenix. Yes. They, it's a big event town. They just had the Super Bowl. They just had the BCS right. championship. They've got the final four next year. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to line up another WrestleMania. Maybe not, maybe not I, next I, year because uh, of the yeah. final four, but the following year. Right. It's one they, thing to do it in Houston and Dallas like they are this year. Uh, but they're not having it in the same city. Yeah, I guess like, I, that, I, that would be right. I guess doing that, Matt, and it was it'd be the same stadium too, so that right. would make it impossible. Exactly. Um, um, New Orleans, I also think. We're, well, New Orleans is an amazing big event city. Yeah. Big events should always be in New Orleans. Like if, that's the thing. I know WWE loves the the new places and right. hitting up new cities. Nobody wants to go to Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, all, if you told me every five years WrestleMania, I, I, was I think it's, be I in think New it's nuts they don't do the Super Bowl in New Orleans every third year. Like, you know, at, at worst, I, I don't if not think any every... wrestling fans would ever complain about having to go to New no, Orleans. New Orleans is just a perfect big event city. Yeah. It's it's where every big event should be. Right. Um, so I'm with you on that. I'm I, I get it. There's nothing wrong with going to Dallas. Nothing wrong with going. Right. To, if it makes sense, people like Miami a lot too. Yeah, if it makes sense, sure. Yeah, but if you're going to force in going to the Citrus Bowl, yeah, like that, that's uh, a opposed. little annoying. Right? Yeah, hard. Um, pass. At least we we now know 2020. We can probably pencil in Los Angeles. Yeah, presumably at this <laughs> point. And the, the new stadium in Atlanta is going to open in the next couple of years as well. And that's I would true. think they'd want to get in there. Atlanta's Possibly. always been a you know Possibly. obviously WCW. But I would think they'd want to get into back in the new Atlanta stadium when that opens as well. Yeah. What are they doing with the Georgia Dome when the new Atlanta stadium opens? Are they leaving it there? To, I think they're probably turning it down. I feel like Atlanta's the type of place where they have so many big events that they would almost Do just, they have that many big events? Do they have uh, uh, particularly like religious? Uh, like, that's true. They do and like I guess big... Is, um, yeah, you know, you have the kick of the college football kickoff every year, so... You, yeah, I feel like they would almost... Like, I, I'm i not saying they're going to leave the Georgia Dome up, and I don't know really why we would have two massive stadiums in one city, but I'm just saying it wouldn't stun me if they tried to keep the Georgia Dome up and, like, use it for an MLS team or, you know, try to do something with it um, because they just have so many big events in Atlanta that I almost feel like they could figure out a way to make it into a viable facility of some sort. Right. Anyway, that's for somebody else to concern themselves Right, with. exactly. Let's get to number three, which is that uh, an old friend of uh, the WWE's apparently has something lined up for his future. Uh, yeah, we, we've kind of been souring on this for a little bit because they haven't announced it, but CM Punk's name pops back up. Dana White says that um, there, there were rumors about it. Apparently Dana White said on TSN's Off the Record that there's going to be a fight between 23-year-old Mickey Gall and apparently there's a UFC fighter named Michael Jackson, ah, which is fan. kind of amazing. Uh, it's going to be a, one of the preliminary fights of UFC 90, 196 on okay. February 6th. CM Punk is going to be in attendance at ringside. And if Mickey Gall wins, then it's going to be Mickey Gall against CM Punk for Punk's debut fight. Okay, I, I think it's... Sort of silly that they're going to bring him there and do the th- for a guy that's never fought before. Right. I think that's a bit. Well, but I get that's it. He's why a big draw. I, I understand like, that. I completely get it. I, uh, I this just reeks of something that's so set up to fail to me. Oh well, it was from day one. I know it was from day one. He's thirty-seven. He's well past his prime. There's a reason he's fighting an unknown as opposed I love you. No, that that part of it is the best thing that they right, can do exactly. is have him fight an unknown. That's the the most logical right. thing that they can do. But th- this isn't but, about CM Punk becoming a UFC fighter. It's about UFC capitalizing on the CM Punk name. Ugh. That that's all this is. I I just All right. 
anyway, I, I don't really have I, I, good I, luck to you, Phil. No, you I, know, I, like, I, I, I wish the best for him. I, I hope this does. I hope he wins at least one match and he, you know. Yeah, it'd be really happens. bad if he, like, never won a fight. Like, yeah, if he got. It, it'd be ugly. But, of course, that means he might come back to WWE faster. Yeah, so that's a good knows. point. Like, because they'll give him three. They, that's what they do with fighters. They give you three. Um, I mean, unless if he gets. Look, yeah, if he gets it, absolutely. Like, demolished. Right. Yes. Yeah. This isn't a Lesnar situation where he can lose his first. If, if he. I mean, and if he just doesn't look good in his first one, I don't know if he'll. If they yeah, he didn't him. want to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I, I just. I do. Appreciate a little bit of him trolling the uh, UFC fans who got all oh, over, well, over the, the, the video the, game. The reality is that if you've read the video game controversy, the controversy about the video game is that CM Punk's in the new UFC video game and he has a rating of 85, which by Madden standards you'd hear and say, oh, dude, an 85 in Madden is a good football player. Like, that's that's nuts. Okay, in, in the UFC video game, an 85 is, I think there's one guy in the entire game that has a worse rating than 85 now. The argument is that CM Punk doesn't deserve to be in the UFC video game because he's it's never fought. It's probably going to come out before he's ever fought. Yes. <laughs> now, um, that being said, you understand why they're doing he's it. So I don't know what else you do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if you're putting him in the game, he has to register. As something. You're, you're not making him a 50. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I, I think it was a bit of a, an overreaction from the folks that responded to that. But it, it was it provided a moment. Oh, well, sure. And then he went on Twitter and he trolled because it's yes. what he does, and that's 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 CM Punk. Yes. All right, let's get into the top five for this week. Um, we were just talking about TNA. Yes. So here you go, Aaron. You think that TNA could be in a better position at the end of 2016 than they were at the end of 2015? Yes. So how is the question? How- Give us your top five ways, and I'll do mine as well. Okay. Top five ways that TNA can improve themselves between now and the end of 2016. All right. Uh, I want to preface this by what I am saying is how to make TNA a viable program. This uh, nobody you know, is talking about competing with WWE. Right, right, right. right. And, and that's the thing. And this might be an initial hit to the company. So, for example, my number five is get rid of everybody over the age of 40, including Kurt <laughs> Angle. I think that basically if you cannot wrestle, you know, no part-timers, no guys who are there for the name, who, granted, make them money. Right. I, I you know, I am saying th- these are my ideas on how to make the programming better and more stable. So every, if basically, if you're over the age of forty, I haven't looked at the roster, so maybe there are a couple of guys over the age of forty who are still. You I was going to say can go. I haven't completely looked, but basically, get rid of the Kurt Angle types. Get rid of, probably get rid of the Hardys. Get rid of everyone who's kind of part time or who's just there based on their name. Okay, I, I mean, I hear you. It's. It is tough because one, those guys make the money, right. and also two, because they draw eyeballs. I and I don't disagree. I'm saying this is how I think that you can make a stable, better show. Okay. When it comes to TNA, right. my number five is, and again, I don't know if Pop TV would be willing to do it, but I think Tuesday night is weird. I just think it's weird. I get the concept, like nobody else is on Tuesday night. I was going to say it makes perfect sense. So let's be the, but I just don't know that wrestling fans are concerned that they need more wrestling on Tuesday night. This is the one thing that nobody's really tried. SmackDown goes right off the air at 10, at 10 o'clock. Go right into that. Go right at 10 o'clock. Yeah, that makes sense. On Thursday night. Okay. It's the one thing that no one's ever really done. People have done Thursday night, but they've like done Thursday night against SmackDown. Yeah. Um, it's a hard out at 10 o'clock for SmackDown. It's not right. 10.08. It's not 10.00. It's a hard out at 10 o'clock. And then right afterwards, try to get that audience to go to TNA. 
Um, the, the I, again, I don't issue, know if Pop TV wants to do it. Yeah. I know 10 o'clock is not a a great time. But is it really that different from 9 to 11? You know, they That's sort of what I'm saying, right. right now. So, yeah, it could work. I, I, yeah. It's the one thing that no one's really tried. But no one's tried Tuesday either, so, you uh, know, at the okay. same time, I'm not... I just haven't sensed that Tuesday has been particularly interesting to anyone. I think it's more... We're accepting that there are well, people I, that... See, that's the thing. I don't know if it's that Tuesday's not interesting or if it's TNA that is not TNA's not I hear interesting. You. I hear you. Uh, my number four um, basically changed the, the... The one thing that no one on TV is really doing is having, you know, going back to the old formula, concrete, long-form storylines. Right. Like, that's been the p- biggest problem with TNA, is that they, they hot-shot things too easily. Well, you know, they, part they of it is taping surprise. four episodes right. at once. But w- you would think that that would almost make it more conducive to Oh, the, because you're writing for, the, the you know three, you have them for all right, four episodes. Exactly. Right, You know, I want, you know... Long form, so you know, you see this in NXT with you know, like the whole Sami Zayn scenario was a perfect booking for a long term, year long. You can see the saga of Sami yeah. Zayn. They need to go back, well, not go back to that because they were never really in it. They need to go to that. Stop trying to surprise people, stop trying to do swerves, just go basic, bare bones, long form, three month arcs because it's something that people aren't doing on TV right now. Okay, all right. Uh, my number four is uh, you need a better, and it doesn't have, th- this is what I'd say, not pay-per-view, but you need a better schedule of live events. You, you need a better, maybe you can get a Saturday night on pop TV. You know what I mean? Maybe you can get a, a clash of the champions type or, or deal. something that goes on the web. I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? But something that's live that gets people interested. And to be fair, you know, they did that. They did on, on, uh, towards the end there, the. Every two months or so, they did the the whatever they called this special event or whatever right. that was on. But you're saying do it a little more regularly. I'm just saying, yeah, something that's live, something that people will be interested in. I, I get. I think the pay per view model is over. Certainly, the way they've been doing the one night only pay per views. Well, they're just doing that because they're obligated to. Right. They they have international obligations, uh, so it, they have to do it. You got to do something different, and I don't. I don't know what that is. I don't have an, a simple answer for you, but you got to try to do something live that matters. And it might be that you do, you know, the thing that I've sort of flirted with the WWE, which is just take a show when you go to Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, for a house show. Right. Decide that you're going to stream it online. Yep. Make it live. Something okay. live. More live programming. Understanding they're not going to do live weekly TV shows, yep. and I'm not even necessarily suggesting it. More live programming somehow, some way, and if you're going to go do these house shows, that to me is the best way to think about the way to do it. Something that's live and pay per view. No, it's, I would almost encourage them to be the ones to say we're done with pay per view. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the last thing they did with uh, Hardy and EC3 in Carolina? I don't even remember what that was called. Was uh, that uh, was that Destination X? No, I don't think it was Destination X. It wasn't Bound for Glory. Was yeah, it? I think it might. Was it Bound for Glory? Okay. Maybe you do one every year. You know, like maybe there's one pay per view, right. but it, that's not the way to go either. Right. Just live. Okay. Um, I think you need to kind of get a new infusion of talent, and I think that you need to look to the indies. You need to, if anyone you can get, you know, you can get anyone from Ring of Honor, great. Otherwise, look even lower. Look the the hot indie guys right now. Look for a. Yeah, look at Maryland Championship Wrestling. Look for a yeah, Leo sure. Rush or something That's like that. That's what Ring that. of Honor does. Yeah, exactly. You know, get that new infusion of talent. You know, the thing that people are most excited right now is they get to see Michael Bennett 
in a new environment interact because that's one of the things. A lot of the feuds are stale, right? Right. You know, in, in TNA, you've had the same roster for a while. You've lost people, but you haven't really replaced them. So you need a new infusion of young talent, and I think some of the young talent should be more or less unknowns, to, to, except to the truly hardcore. Okay. Uh, you need to look to the smaller indies, look towards the CZWs, look towards, you know, if um, I doubt Brian Cage would necessarily leave Lucha Underground and PWG, but look towards PWG, look towards these smaller indies and bring in some guys and give them some decent pushes right off the bat. Just we need some a new infusion of talent in TNA. Okay, I can hear that. My number three is um, get more Eurocentric. Okay. Um, we've like seen that. TNA with some of the TV shows the they world do. Yep. yep. That that they the advantage of not doing live shows could allow you to do TV, live shows in Europe and to have some different talent involved and to turn to the Grados of the world that you've sort of have involved but not really. That you should be able. I I don't like watching Raw from London because I want a live show. But if you're accepted, but if it's you're not, not live, live right. there's nothing wrong with going and doing shows in London or going and doing shows other places and letting us see some other talent and only taking, you know, your top ten guys or so right. with you from the states to keep the cost down. That's there's reasonable. no reason to con- to not do something like that to tap into that whatever you have in the UK right. to begin with, and to 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 do something the WWE isn't willing to do. The WWE is going to do two Raws from overseas every year. That's the way it's going to be. Yep. And and they're not going to be that big because they're not live. Right. Take advantage of it. There's an entire rest of the year there. Yep. Go become go, the company that... Go partner with the European company. Absolutely. Go part with ICW. Exactly right. Yeah. And, and go do something that way. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, my number two is go back to what you were doing in 07, 08, 09. X-Division? Not, not just X, X-Division less, more of the tag and the knockouts were the thing. Oh, okay, that yeah. You, you look at what what can your strengths be and what is WWE's weakness. Right now, WWE's weakness is still the tag division. You know, the Divas division is coming up, but it's still not quite there. Go back to that. Go Target WWE's weaknesses and build your thing around it. Give them the alternative. Say, if you want to see tag wrestling, come to TNA. Come see Beer Money. Come see the Wolves. You know, throw together some other teams that are going to be talented. Yeah. Uh, not not throw together like take two ga- two random right, guys. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But build new tag teams and say, you know what? If you want tag wrestling, you are coming here. Yeah, this is the place where we do it. Now, granted, the problem is Ring of Honor in Japan has really cornered it, but if you... You know, you can still try to break yeah. into that market a little bit. Figure out what other companies are not doing and go hard on that. Don't necessarily focus on the top. Focus on the X division. Focus on the tag and reboost that knockout division because it's become such a shell of what it once was. Okay. I hear you. Yep. I hear you. All right. My number two uh, touches on something they used to do. Um, I know you have gone to a TNA event at a baseball stadium. Yep. Uh, I think a lot of people that are wrestling fans have gone to a TNA event at a baseball at a minor league baseball stadium. Yes. This is. Are you? I don't know. If, I think we've talked about this before. Are you? If you find out that there's a football game being played in a baseball stadium, are you a little bit more interested in watching it just to see what it see looks what it's like? like? Yeah. Yeah. I am too. Mm-hmm. TNA should take a risk on where they do television from, and I know this is difficult because there's cost that's right. involved with this, and there's. But these are the things that, in, to get attention, right. there's nothing wrong with, we're going to go 
tape a month's worth of shows in Central Park. Right. Exactly. And we, you, we definitely have talked about We the, are going right. to go tape a month's worth of shows like WWE or the WCW used to do on the beach. We're going to go do something. We're, we're going to go to a D3 football stadium. Something like that. Something different. Yep. Something that just Disney looks <laughs> wherever. Yeah. It just looks different yep. on a TV. When I tune in, I'm not seeing the same thing I saw the week before. It just looks interesting. It looks like something's in the middle of Grant Park in Chicago, in the middle of, you know, uh, right. what, whatever it is, at, at a state fair, you know, something like that. But for Mall of America, go back to WCW. But for TV, right. it's such a right. different thing that when you're doing house shows like this, you know, they've done shows at amusement parks, right? Like, right. okay, that's fine. Put it on, on TV. TV so yep. I see something that looks different. I'm not telling you are going to get me every week. But it might get but me once. But as I'm once. scrolling, I'll be like, "Hey, huh?" Oh, right. There, and then, and then you gotta, you gotta market it too. You gotta say, "Hey, for the next four, or the next three weeks, TNA is live from, you know, Wherever. the Pawtucket Red Sox Stadium or whatever it is." But just something that might catch my something eye. Something that's say, different, but still looks good. Oh, okay. That, that's the key. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Like the the way that they've been doing their minor league stadiums would not look good on. I, I get it. You but, know what but, I mean? you'd, but you'd have to figure out a way. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my number one is very simple. Just just put EC3 on TV for two hours. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because like <laughs> originally one of the things on my list was going to be uh, Rollins Eyes EC3, just like make it yeah. everything about your show based around EC3. But I don't really know that that's not what they're doing. You know what I mean? No, like, they're, they're not doing it. Okay, they're, well they're then there you go. It. There you go. Just, All right. <laughs> put put EC3. Put him on when he's not wrestling. Put him on commentary. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's the best thing you Matthews got. And, and Pope are terrible. There's no question. <laughs> All right, uh, my number one will instead be because um, this is it's sort of flirting with what we talked about before. Don't start banking on pulling Daniel Bryan away from WWE. <laughs> Do not start making the calls. Do not start get like, oh, I got an idea, and build your year around the notion of what if WWE really would release Daniel Bryan. Do not make that your company. Right. Whether he's available or whether you're just thinking about the possibility of him being available. Do not get in that yep. trap, which isn't to say – there isn't maybe a way that Daniel Bryan, if he were to become available, could have a role with TNA. But but don't build your company around the exact, I'm going to bring in the star for the... You know, bingo. Yeah, exactly. And I think that will be extremely tempting for TNA oh, in yes. 2016 if there's any real reality yes. the idea of Daniel Bryan becoming available. All, All right. right. That's it? That's it? Yeah. We'll, good we'll times. do it that way. Uh, again, what do people need to know about Fantasizer for next week? Uh, Fantasizer, we will definitely tweet it out more, but go to it. Uh, you can find it pretty easily. It's the WWE Fantasy Season 9. Just say, click a, or, you know, join a public league. Or, you know what? If you, you know, maybe you don't want to face us. Maybe you're too worried that I'm going to rig it, but you have a bunch of friends. You're definitely going to rig it. You have a bunch of friends out there that you think would enjoy this. Start your own private league, but just check it out, or you can face us. We will be in the public league, so just click join a public league. It'll automatically put you in one. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have a bunch of fun. I believe it's going to run uh, from now, from, you know, the week before Rumble until WrestleMania. Should be a good time. Very cool. Uh, you are on Twitter at? The Aoster. You are, uh, or no, we are, we are on <laughs> Twitter, Twitter at? JobbingOutShow. We are on email at JobbingOutShow at gmail. Stop it over there. I got it. Uh, what's coming up the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, quite frankly, I don't know. 
Oh, good. Some, some wrestling articles. Good. Well promoted. Nothing like being prepared to promote yourself. Hey, you should be checking it every day because you never know yeah, what's going to go up well, there. Listen, that's that's what I, I'm, I don't want them to get in the habit that they can just listen and be like, oh, I know when that's going. I want them checking every single day. At Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, glennclarkradio.com for me. For Aaron, for our uh, main event, AJ Francis, who we assume will be back with us next week to help us prepare the, for, for the Royal Rumble. But who knows? He's got football, perhaps, as well. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Glenn. This is Ben jobbing out.